Hey there, history fans. Welcome back to the History Explains It All podcast, where we cover a variety of historical topics from the Stone Age to the modern age. I'm Lauren. I'm Melissa. And on today's episode, we are covering... What are we covering, Melissa? You want to tell them this time? More pirates! But this time... It's, huh? it's, it's more specific this time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we did cover Ching Shi in a previous episode. Oh, in that case, we're going back to female pirates this time, too. Yeah. Except we're, we're they're European female pirates. Yeah. Still pirate East queens, Asian. but yes, <laughs> whole different set. Yes, we're going to be talking about Mary Reed and Anne Bonny. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh yeah! <laughs> I'm early in the morning for this for you. <laughs> yeah. You you poor thing. You're you're stuck. <laughs> Was well, either record in the morning or record at nine o'clock at night because it's gonna get hot and humid today, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with the rest of my day. I think all I've got to do is nap. It's going to be too hot. Well, I think that's a good plan. No, it's not. I've got so much I can work on. Napping is just wasting my time. No, it's not because you need to catch up on sleep, woman. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it on the face. Yeah, pretty much. I can see her exhaustion. That would have been, I looked like you yesterday at work because I got like four hours of sleep. And last night I got like a full eight and I feel so much better. What goody two shoes for you? I got, I got, I got a decent amount of sleep. It's just, I didn't get decent sleep. Well, then we need to fix this. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Have some chamomile tea. That will knock me out. Exactly. Yes. Ah, Right now I've got some lemonade should totally do that okay mild tea tonight before bed oh i say right now sure okay bye everybody <laughs> just gonna abandon me to do the whole episode on my own okay yeah, notes are on the google drive you can read them yeah i mean i could yeah sure <laughs> you'll have to ed- audio edit it too later because i'm done. just kidding it's not going <laughs> until next just, i mean i can figure it out i just don't know in the time because I don't do the audio editing guys I don't (laughs) no that's me but I can learn I'm okay with that it's not hard it's time consuming but it's not hard I think I can do that if if necessary but also um okay well I mean I guess Melissa's leaving now so (laughs) it'll just be me I'm so sorry that you're you're stuck with just me won't be as funny Mm -mm. oh that's for sure rude <laughs> you're not always supposed to agree with me you know oh i'm not no <laughs> oh gosh well maybe should we get started so we don't take up too much time of the listeners time well that's true but before we get started just so you know you can find us on our instagram and facebook platform at history explains it all underscore podcast you can also email us at historyexplainsall at gmail.com. Please reach out. Please also leave us a rate and review. It's how people find us, and we'd really appreciate it. We like to know what you think, and uh, you can always reach out to us. We'd love that, too. 
Yay. All right, now we can actually start. <laughs> and it starts with you, Melissa. Me? Yay. All right, so I get to cover Anne Bonnie today. Woo! So there are obviously so many conflicting different stories. So I just kind of went off what I, the most common ones I could find. So Anne Bonnie was according to reports, born in Kinsale, Ireland in 1698, roughly. Her father was a man named William Cormack, who was also a lawyer. And her mother was his maid, a woman named Mary Brennan. William was married at the time, and due to his infidelity, his wife soon left him after the news, which also caused William to lose his reputation eventually. And Mary gave birth to Anne, and William would visit and help to raise her. And over time, it said that William invited Mary and Anne to live with him. But in order to avoid a scandal, they decided to dress Anne in men's clothing, calling her Andy, and introducing her as a child of a relative that had come to live with them. But her true parentage was revealed again brought scandal to William and his reputation as a lawyer which actually caused all three of them to move from Ireland to Charleston South Carolina in the early early 1700s and a few years later her mother passed away in 1711 when Anne was give or take 13 or so and aside from losing her mother at that time which definitely can cause behavioral changes in some people but it was also always said to be quite rebellious having a fierce and courageous temper it also wasn't long afterwards by the time she was 15 if not maybe before that that rumors began to spread about Anne bonnie saying that she would frequent the local pubs in charleston carousing with various men and it's even said that the by by the time she had turned 15 she had possibly murdered a servant girl and also beaten a man nearly to death who had tried to rape her. Now, despite all of our indiscretions at this time, the rumors also began her father's reputation here in Charleston as well. He had tried to do uh, work as a lawyer, but it didn't work out. So he ended up in the merchant business and made quite a lot of money. But he was trying to turn, lady, turn Anne into a respectable lady. And obviously that was not going to work out. And the last straw for William Cormack and Anne Bonnie was in around 1718 when Anne married a poor sailor named John Bonnie. Hence, we get Anne Bonnie. And this was highly against her father's wishes. Again, he's trying to turn her into a respectable lady. And for this uh, disobedience and other disobediences, her father disowned Anne completely but Anne being of course a very rebellious teenager not deterred by this and her willful spirit Anne and John now set sail for New Providence which is now saw out in the Bahamas which was also a haven for pirates and it's here that John eventually although not at first he wasn't a pirate but he was a poor sailor but he had connections with other pirates and had connections with pirates she thought she was kind of getting into a life of 
adventure with the pirates, but not with John Bonney. She wasn't. He's tried fishing for a while and eventually ended up as a, a snitch, really, to the governor of the city named Woods Rogers. Rogers was actually a very well-known pirate at the time, turned pirate hunter, and would employ men to go around and killing and imprisoning pirates and would obviously collect the bounties on it. And John Bonney would snitch on the pirate friends that he and his wife knew, causing them to be imprisoned and killed, and he would collect the bounties. This kind of hurt Anne's reputation amongst her sailor friends and her pirate friends, and she did not like this. But if the name Woods Rogers sounds familiar, he was the pirate turned government official who was notorious for his prize of Blackbeard or his fight to capture Blackbeard, at least, which would be later in North Carolina. Now, while John was off bounty hunting, Anne obviously was left alone and obviously not the type of person to stay at home. She also began to frequent the local pubs here, carousing as she had be done before in Charleston. And during this time, she apparently had become enamored with a man in, one man in particular named Jack, sorry, John Calico Jack Rackham. And his nickname Calico was because he was wont to wear a variety of garish clothing. So he just wore a mishmash of stuff. Jack, unlike John, was a true pirate. And she made plans to run away with Jack. In fact, there was actually a rumor at the time, or at least in, in certain tellings of the story, I think starting with Defoe's telling of the story, that Calico Jack even offered John Bunny money in order to divorce Anne and buy her from him. But John Bunny refused. Now, before we continue with Anne's story, let's take a divergence for just a moment and talk about women aboard ships and female pirates at the time, just kind of in order to highlight Anne and later Mary Reed's stories. For most of at least English shipping history, there has always been a mistrust of females aboard pirate ships, though they were allowed, but in certain capacities only. They were often prostitutes, the wives, families were on board for a time, depending on the ships. They were servants, cooks, laundresses, and things like that as a female role. But there were some females who went and disguised themselves as men and joined the, uh, like the Navy. They were sailors. They were merchants and things like that. They were whalers even, but disguised as men. And many men, even at the time, believed in the superstition that any woman on board would bring bad luck. And most ships... Navy or not Navy would usually not have many, if any, women on board, typically. In fact, Blackbeard, going back to him for a second, was notorious for never allowing women on his ship. And if any of his pirate comrades on, his, on, on, on the Queen Anne's Revenge brought even a prostitute on board, he would kill that prostitute in front of his crew and then toss her overboard. So very nice. Well, it was Blackbeard. Not yeah, known for being nice. That's also horrible superstition. But knowing us, that doesn't surprise me. I, well, I think. Just disappointing. It, yes. I think part of it was that, especially if you're, if you're a merchant ship, maybe not necessarily as much. 
But if certainly if you are a pirate ship, if you're a naval ship, if you are a ship that is designed to engage in combat, you don't want women and children on board. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. It's just a safety issue. They're not trained in the way of fighting and you don't want newborn babies and toddlers running around your ship. It's just ships are small. They're cramped. They're crowded. There's a lot of stuff that can hurt you. It's just not, it's a safety hazard more than anything. But also I think it was particularly believed that it, not so much families, but women, at least if you're going with prostitutes, they would be a distraction for the sailors on board and with the duties that they were supposed to perform no matter what kind of ship it was you mean they couldn't keep it in their pants when necessary gosh no but there's it's more likely that a lot of at least within pirate ships that if there were sexual relations going on between people which of course there were it's people if you don't have one on, on board you've got guys so it was certainly most likely that a lot of pirates were also engaging in relations with other pirate crew members. But it's not surprising. No, no, not at all. Not, not by any means. But back to the women pirates. But as I mentioned, it was uncommon for women to be on board ships as part of the crew. It's even more rare that there were women pirates, particularly given that Life at sea was really hard, and it was even harder for a woman to run away and join to be life at sea. There was actually a female pirate that roamed the Irish coast in the early 1500s named Grace O'Malley, who's maybe an idea for another topic. And she was known to be incredibly fierce and merciless, another Irish pirate, if you will. And Bonnie's also quite Irish. And it's believed that Grace may have actually been an inspiration for Anne, given that Grace's tales were from about 200 years prior. And for Anne aboard Jack's ship, her life there was a bit different than also other women at sea, particularly for those who took up residence on a male-only ship. She lived as a woman, more or less out in the open, most of the time. Much like Grace, Anne, as I mentioned, was known to be fearless and merciless. And if you think back to the rumor that she killed a servant girl before she was 15, She's also quick-tempered as well, too, but also very independent and just know not to put up with anything from anyone. And it's also said that she has some very terrifying tactics aboard their ship. Sometimes, and this is necessarily not uncommon for the time, but it's uncommon for small-time pirates, at least, maybe. But Anne had a tactic of having mannequins aboard the ship painting them in red, making it like a gruesome death scene between her and this mannequin. And if there were ships sailing by that they planned to board, she would have this display as they passed by to terrify them to giving up their plunder. Sorry. Not an unusual scene to see. No. Now, Anne, uh, as I mentioned, more or less lived out in the open as a woman, and the shipmates knew her as a woman, but they also knew her as the captain's woman so she was untouchable unless she chose to be but i mean unless she wanted to go <laughs> well i mean if she came after you that might be one thing but you don't go after her yeah unless you wanted to go <laughs> unless you wanted to die <laughs> no yeah well yeah 
but when they were engaging in other ships and fighting she would dress in men's clothing and one of my sources quoted as a loose tunic wide and short trousers a sword hitched by her side and a brace of pistols tucked in a sash a small cap perched atop a thicket of dark hair now not long after joining up with jack and found herself pregnant with jack's child but it's not certain what happened to the child some sources say that jack left her in cuba amongst some trusted friends and there she gave birth to either a boy or a girl sources will vary others say that the child was stillborn and some say that she gave birth to the baby but she abandoned the baby into the care of the family that she was with over time other pirates would join the ranks but during the time that Anne was said to be in Cuba giving birth to her child a um, a different pirate from the rest happened to join the ship so that when she came back there was this other potential lover between her man and the cap you know the captain but it wasn't quite as like what they thought she was turns out is another female pirate and we will get into mary reed in just a few minutes on october 22nd of 1720 jack's ship met a ship belonging to the governor of jamaica and decided to attack it but unfortunately for all aboard they had all recently gained a good amount of plunder and most of the men if not all of them were below deck drunk and celebrating but the two women were above deck spying the ship and decided to attack it and eventually some of the men would emerge from a below to fight, but Jack realized he was outnumbered and decided to surrender. So the pirates were all tried and sentenced. And according to author David Cordingly in his book, Under the Black Flag, there were witness accounts at the trial about the women that are like firsthand accounts, if you will. So one man named Thomas Dillon stated that, quote, both were profligate, cursing and swearing much and very ready and willing to do anything on board. Another witness, Dorothy Thomas, recalled her statement seeing, of seeing the two pirates, the female pirates, as, quote, the two women prisoners at the bar were then on board the said sloop and wore men's jackets and long trousers and handkerchiefs about their heads. And that each of them had a machete and pistol in their hands and cursed and swore at the men to murder the deponents and that they should kill her to prevent her coming against them. And the deponent further said that the reasons of her knowing and believing them to be women then was by the largeness of their breasts. So Jack and all of the men were everybody on board the ship was found guilty. Jack and the men were scheduled to be hung. And Jack eventually would be hung and then put into a gibbet and left to hang at the, the, the front port of the city. But Anne and Mary had sort of a card up their sleeves, if you will, both claiming to be pregnant. And after some examination, they were both found to be pregnant and would be spared at least until after the babies had arrived. Now, legend has it that for Anne, her father heard about her trial in Jamaica and made his trip over there from Charleston. And some sources say that she gave birth a child, but it isn't known if she kept it. According to the Oxford Dictionary of National Biography, Anne gave birth to the child and then remarried in 1721 to a man named Joseph Burley, with whom she had eight children. 
so 10 total in her life at least. And according to this source, Anne died in South Carolina on April 25th of 1782, over 80, like she was about 85. But another story of her post-trial was that she became the mistress of a former pirate named Robert Fenwick. And he, during his pirate days, raided the Red Sea, but now at this time had settled, settled in Fenwick Castle near Charleston, South Carolina. We don't know if that's true. There's even a note and a parish record in Jamaica dating or sorry, December 1733 of the death of one Anne Bonnie. But it's not certain if this is also the same person. Well, Mary Reed's life was completely different. Yeah. Well, in some ways. In so many ways, at least the early beginnings of it. Birth, that part, until they met. That's when it all became really similar. So Mary Reed was actually born in England sometime in the late 1600s. We don't have an exact date, but we have an idea. And she was born as a bastard or illegitimate child, as they say. And her mom had another son that was her legitimate child with her husband who died. And her mom relied on the mother... Her mother relied on the money that the in-laws provided for their grandson, the Mary Reed's half-brother. The boy ended up dying. He didn't live very long. And in order to keep that money incoming that her mother relied on, she dressed Mary as a boy to kind of pass her off as the son that died. And it would also hide the fact that she had an illegitimate child. And what and Mary kind of took on the men's clothing act like a boy kind of situation there. And when she was a teenager, Mary began to work as a footman in disguise to support her mom. I guess the money stopped coming in after a while. So Mary quickly became bored with that life, very similar to Anne, rebellious in that sense. And she ended up joining the British military. Yeah, she hit her identity, joined the military. Then she left the British military and joined the Flanders military. She went from military to military, yes. And while she was with the Flanders military, she fell in love with a Flemish soldier. But of course, the, the soldier thought she was a man. And she couldn't risk revealing her identity as a woman, you know, just in case. Like, what, what happens if the rest of the soldiers find out she's a woman? So what she would do is she would consistently volunteer for other battles so she could fight next to the man or soldier she fell in love with. And very often, they actually ended up sharing a tent. And at some point, Mary decided that she would reveal the fact that she was a woman, and so she did, and, well, the soldier was happy about it, let's just say that. <laughs> and he decided to pursue her for marriage. And they became married, and they chose to leave behind the military. And what they did was they bought an inn, which they ran together. But unfortunately, her husband, they, they were not married very long. It was a very short period. And he died. And Mary decided that she would return to her old ways. And 
you you want to guess which uh which military she joined next starts with an h the military of holland yeah not where i would have gone with that yeah <laughs> totally completely anywhere but what i figured with that okay mm -hmm. Hmm. and uh she joined she boarded a ship headed for the west indies of course what happened what's the most likely thing at this time to happen when you board a ship you're gonna be caught by pirates oh yeah the pirates pirates did attack the ship she was on and that's when her life as a pirate began herself because she joined the pirate crew. Uh, and she was a point from that point. She was a pirate from that point on until her death, basically. But there was a, a short period in between in the early 1700s before her death where she was a privateer on another ship. Well, guess what else happened? That ship committed mutiny and she became a pirate again. <laughs> That doesn't sound too much unlike Captain Kidd in a little bit. You know, the, the stories are running a little bit parallel. <laughs> <laughs> and after, after this mutiny, once again, she returned to piracy and she actually ended up joining the crew of John Rackham, a.k.a. Calico Jack. And she discovered that she was not the only female amongst the crew. She was the female in disguise, though she she did disguise herself because again like her previous life she thought she had to because as you said melissa they didn't really trust women on board ships so i mean i don't i don't see why she wouldn't disguise herself so she she was a female in disguise amongst the crew and she did meet Anne bonnie and Anne was the first one to reveal to mary that she was between the two of them, but that she was a female. And then Mary did the same and they trusted each other from then on. And as you said, Anne Bonnie was Calico Jack's lover. And well, before Calico Jack knew that Mary was a woman, he was suspicious that they were having an affair. Uh-huh. And, and they quietly chose to tell calico jack that mary was a woman not the whole crew knew just calico jack and and mary all knew that she was a woman so that got rid of his suspicions or they hoped it did and while sailing with calico jack's crew she met another man uh a, possibly a man that was a one point a carpenter i guess he kind of got roped into the piracy life and she fell in I'm love sorry. with him. <laughs> huh? I'm sorry. Did you say, she said, you said she fell in love with a carpenter and got roped into the pirate. No, life. he got roped into the piracy, pirate life. Are you making a pun there? A little bit. Okay. Just want to get caught <laughs> I was like, that's there in front of me. I couldn't pass with. it up. <laughs> what? I'm likely to come up with that, but not necessarily you. And yet I did. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> so she fell in love with this man and really tried to win him over she did everything she possibly could and he found out she was a female and they fell in love and well they were married the only way pirates could at that time which was not via a church 
and they simply exchanged vows with one another. But hey, that's how you got married back then, I guess, when you were a pirate. And she truly loved him. And at one point, another pirate challenged her husband to a duel, and she knew that he was going to lose. It's a duel to the death. He was not going to win that fight. And she was very afraid. So in order to save him, she challenged the man to a duel before his duel with her husband. And she won. And the pirate died. Saving her man. Somehow I'm getting a feeling of, I don't know if this has happened. You may have read the Dumas' Three Three Musketeers. Yeah. But this just gives me flashbacks to the Disney version, which I absolutely love, where D'Artagnan's making a plan to have a duel with all three of the pirates, but at like an hour before each one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I didn't think about that, but that's so true. Exactly where my mind went. It was like, oh, I challenge you to duel at 12. I'm sorry, I have an engagement already at 11. Can we make that earlier? Or whatever. Yeah. Oh God, that's funny. And she she did end up finding out that she was pregnant, like you said, pregnant. And this was not long before the crew was captured in 1720. And the capture of her ship that occurred was while they were anchored off of Jamaica. They were attacked by a ship called the Tiger, which was under the command of Jonathan Barnett at the time. And well, here's the thing. While this, uh, while they were being attacked by Jonathan Barnett and his crew, most of the pirates went down into the hold to hide. And they were drunk. Yep. And Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed were the only one of the only two fighting. Basically, there was maybe one other pirate that was fighting, and Mary Reed was not happy about it. They called the men cowards. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't mention it before, but I figured it was probably part of your part uh, when you were going to get into the trial and everything, but the whole Anne Bonnie quote. You're welcome to it. Go for it. Oh, it's just, uh, if you'd fought like a man, you would not be hanged like a dog. Yeah. Exactly. I figured you'd want to say it, so there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, they they, because none of the men really fought, they were all captured they didn't really stand a chance even though mary reed and Anne bonnie had a very high reputation of being great fighters two against i don't know how many were in that crew but doesn't doesn't really seem like a fair fight but then again it's pirates so they were all taken to the island uh in spanish town of jamaica and they were placed on trial and found of course guilty I'm majorly just repeating what you've already said pertaining to the trial. At their, the time of their sentencing, both Mary and Anne were pr- pregnant. They pleaded their case and their executions were delayed. Now, what happens much after that is, has not really been known. Recently, in uh, 20, around 2020, so a couple of years ago, year and a half, two years ago, yesterday (laughs) i wish it was Uh, actually a a youtuber went down the rabbit hole in his sense 
and went down doing research for what happened to both Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed. I don't know if you found this article. It's really fascinating. I did not. What, who's the YouTuber? Uh, Tyler Rodriguez, also known as Bioshock, according to the article. I've heard of Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm thinking something else. Well, I mean, there's a Bioshock game. I don't know if you're thinking about that. I might be thinking about that. You you might be. I'm not really sure. But he kind of went down the rabbit hole about Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed. And, you know, he he did read the, the book, the, the Trials of John Rackham and Other Pirates, which is a questionable or, uh, sorry, not the trials, a general history of pirates by Captain Charles Johnson, which is a... Um, questionable source oh the Um, book supposedly written by defoe yeah we we don't really use it as a source because a lot of us question it but what he actually did was uh he he found the registry of burials and found both Anne bonnie and mary reed's name in the registration book of their deaths and their burials and on april 28 1721 mary reed is listed as having died in Spanish town, Jamaica. Yes, I believe she died of fever while in jail. Yeah, like not long after her birth. Some say after the birth, her birth, wow. <laughs> after she gave birth. Uh, some say she died in childbirth. Some think it's fever. So could be both. She could have gotten a fever from the childbirth. Who knows? We don't have anything else. But, you know, she basically she didn't last. But It was also discovered that Anne Bonnie also is buried in Spanish Town, Jamaica. Or at least somebody with that same name. She could have used it as well, too. We don't specifically know. We think it's Anne Bonnie the pirate. Do we? That way. Because he found ledgers of deaths. He found a a ledger with all the deaths for uh, the the parish in jamaica saint catherine's parish right and in there is Anne bonnie without the e because that's technically how you spelled her name and it says she died on december 29th 1733 mm-hmm. now do we 100% know that this is the same Anne bonnie that fought with mary reed no we don't but it is believed that she did i mean it would make sense buried in spanish town which is where, you know, post the trial where she, we think she probably stayed. I'm not sure she ever really got out of jail. Um, but it seems she did escape the hanging or the execution, if, if this is her. And like I said, the E added on to her name and didn't really come until the book, The Gentle History of Pirates. She's before that any references to Anne Bonnie were spelled A-N-N, not A-N-N-E, but A-N-N. So it makes it questionable. Fair. But we can't, we don't have 100% assurity that this is Anne Bonnie from the Pirates, Calico Jack's lover, but it, it seems highly likely. It's in Spanish town. Mary Reed died there. That's where they were put on trial. Did she... We don't have any record of her getting out of prison or any of that stuff. So, I mean, even if she did, would she have had, how would she have made the money to leave the island of Jamaica? 
Well, that's why there's one rumor that says her father, um, using his influence and his money, paid for her ransom and took her back to Charleston. But I, I'm not sure that I agree with that one. If she was so rebellious to begin with, her father disowned her for marrying a poor sailor. Why would he eventually, three or four years later, just say, okay, you can, you can return to the fold? Fine, you can, family. you can come back. I will pay you for not being killed, but you will never leave my my possession, essentially. Sights again. You never leave this house. <laughs> and it just doesn't seem like that would be Anne's kind of personal profile, if you will, or behavior. If she's constantly rebellious, and, and I mean, who knows, though, by this time in her early 20s she's given birth to potentially two children she's gone off on adventure maybe by now she had enough i don't know i don't either i'm we neither do neither of us know because we don't have a definitive assurance of what happened rumors are rumors we the only one we know for sure is that mary reed died in 1721 yes and that's it yeah and bonnie is still technically a mystery yeah but yeah so only two years ago did we actually, not we, but this YouTuber actually, you know, solve, possibly solve the mystery. Again, do we have 100% assurance? No. But I think that's pretty cool that he went down that rabbit hole. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, that's all I've got because <laughs> that's the end. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the end. I, uh, when, when, like we have sections about the trial and the relationship between Anne, Mary, and Jack, but when you get to a certain point within both their stories, when they're both under Jack's ship, everything you need to talk about all just kind of comes over in those sections anyway. And then when you talk about the trial and their deaths, they're going to cross anyway. So I think that's more yeah. or less and yeah, it, really. Yeah, because the same thing happened to them both in that sense they were together by that point right so their sto- stories coincided rather than running on different lines right but i i just i think it's so interesting they went they were from two very different backgrounds and they both ended up on the same ship <laughs> both very strong and determined women <laughs> oh I'm, I'm getting flash blacks flash blacks What's a flash black? Flash back to black adder with flash pants. <laughs> or flash heart. Do you remember the episode with uh, the, the with Kate? I think it's um it's Elizabethan. So I think I think it's episode one of season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where she's like, I must go off to London and make my fortune as a male servant. And then she falls in love with Black Adder, right? And they're about to get married. And he's like, oh, yep. Lord Flashheart, my old chum. And then she falls in love with Lord Flashheart. Flashheart says, it's, she's like, but I've always felt more comfy in men's clothing. And she, he says, well, that's interesting. I've always felt more comfy in a woman's dress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh my God, that was an amazing. I love that episode. Well, Black Adder itself well. is amazing. So funny. I love Black Adder. Oh yeah, season two and three are my absolute favorite. But I, yeah, the fact that both of them season... had to 
it is season three prince george i get the seasons mixed up yes yes season three is absolutely my favorite well yeah he he lord as prince as prince george yeah yeah (laughs) oh if i was being malicious i'd say it was the prince still trying to put his trousers on after a week (laughs) that's still my favorite episode too i mean i have all of them i think the scarlet pimpernel is still my favorite episode I, it's hysterical. I mean, it is the Scarlet Pimpernel. My favorite episode is the Dictionary. I know. I I can't. I can't not love that sausage. Sausage. Because <laughs> he forgot the word sausage in the dictionary, among many others. Yes. Oh, oh god. And then he had to go and rewrite the whole book. <laughs> yeah, because it got thrown in the fire. Um, but I just I, I when it comes I, I mean I guess in a certain sense particularly back then I mean I'd throw, I think during certain times throughout most of history it wasn't necessarily uncommon to dress your child as a boy and pass them off in order to get money because boys were always more favored than girls I mean that's true too so sometimes they still are and I will say Pants are far more comfortable than dresses. I almost never wear a dress or a skirt. I don't mind wearing dresses. It's just, it's just not as comfy. <sighs> no. They're I mean, just... I wear them. I own a couple, but I just don't really wear them. I'm majorly in pants. Although, I was, let me rephrase. Dresses are nice. Skirts. Skirts are far more restrictive than pants, typically. Yeah, again, own a few, very rarely wear them special occasion really only like i have to be like ridiculously hot well i'd wear them to work but i'm not sure that i'm allowed to same i actually no i wouldn't wear them to work at all it'd be gross at my job oh at my job be perfectly fine your job is fine i I wore them last year but i'm not sure they'll let us wear skirts this year and if i have to wear the skirts i think i have to wear my knee-high boots and i'm not wearing knee-high boots at 95 degrees outside no thank you but I just no. It's also not appropriate for my job at all. Sorry, that was a reminder on the computer. Mm. I couldn't turn it off. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not my phone though. My phone is on uh, utter silence. Well, I guess if I don't have anything else and you don't have anything else, maybe we ought to surrender and sign off this episode. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the whole episode. It's one of our shorter episodes, which is actually kind of nice, though. Yeah, it, it happens on occasion. I think, I think it's a nice little break from our really long episodes because one of my, my co-workers who actually decided to listen <laughs> to the entire War. Wars of the Roses. Like, like, like straight through? Basically, he was like, he looked at me and said, by the way, the, all parts of the Rose, Wars of the Roses added up to seven and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, that's not surprising. I was like, of course it did. That's why we put it into several different parts. Yeah. So that you didn't have to listen to seven and a half hours. And we didn't have to record it in like 10 hours. But I appreciate you listening to it, Lino, and letting us know. It wasn't Lino. Oh, it wasn't. Mm-mm. Oh, my bad. It was a different. It was a different coworker who works in the same department as me. Oh, <laughs> interesting. 
Lena is always commenting on our posts. I assume you listen. Yeah, but he doesn't really like he he got really excited about that cheese episode though. Oh, I will say that has been a super popular episode. It's because it's an awesome episode. <laughs> I told you my favorite weird history we've done so far is the cheese. That is <laughs> and I'm glad he you made liked fun it, of me not was it seems super while fun. listening to while he decided to listen to the episode, and while he's listening, he's texting me stuff, laughing at my reactions. <laughs> I'm no. like, dude, I also go into this blind. Yeah, you do. I go into it blind because Melissa specifically wants me to. Yeah, I do. I'm not, al- I'm not even allowed to look at our platform to look at the upcoming episodes. Yep. What did he text you? Sorry, everybody, we're going off a little extra tangent, but have fun with us. It, I mean, okay, so at, at the time that we're recording this episode, the cheese episode went out two days ago and it's already got almost 20 plays. That's not normal for us. Hopefully it becomes a normal, but that's not normal. But I'm super happy because it was a super crazy fun episode and super weird, of course. It was, and I enjoyed it so much. But basically, remember you said, you'll never guess it. And I'm like, why are you making me then? (laughs) He literally just repeated what I said and said, LOL. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? (laughs) And then he, he walks up to me Instead of, you know, posting, it's like we asked, you know, put it on the post, tell us what you like or email us or something. Instead of posting, he walks up to me and just randomly says out of the blue, it wasn't like we weren't having a discussion about the podcast. We weren't talking about the episode in particular, just randomly walks up to me and says, I like pepper jack cheese on my burgers. And then there's my favorite cheese to eat alone is or Tillamook cheese that I don't remember the name of. And I just, I was like, and this, I'm in the middle of another conversation, random (laughs) as heck. And I'm just looking at him like, what is going on? And then I remembered the episode and I was like, you just listened to the episode, didn't you? (laughs) You just officially finished the episode. Let me rephrase that. Cause we put that at the end. I said, you know, put it, put it on the post, put it on our post when it goes out. So yeah, that, that was uh, quite an interesting fun time. Yeah, we've got, um... oh, okay, no, no, Lino did uh, reply and put it on there and says, mm-hmm. my favorite is pepper jack. I like to eat Tillamook cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Tillamook ice cream, but that's a whole different thing. Tillamook cheese is also good. Pepper jack is pretty good. I love, yes, but yes. as as you know, as I mentioned in that episode, I like spicy cheese. I don't disagree. It is delicious. Um, but all right, let's sign off. Let's uh, let's end our tangent here. <laughs> um. Oh, oh, since we're doing this, thanks to everybody who voted on our last episode, Gangathon oh. one, and we'll be out in just a few weeks. Yeah, I did put a post with the date of when it'll be released on on the platform. So good because I don't remember. Uh, let me double check so that we can give them the actual full date so that there's no question. 
It will be out on April 21st, 2022. So now y'all know the date. We are really grateful that you voted. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. That was, it was kind of close, but also not close, you know, like quite a few people voted on this one. So thank you so much. We really, really do appreciate it. It won just by, you said three votes. So it not, not, it was pretty close for the most part. It was, it wasn't like one vote away, like our previous episodes, but that I was, I kept hearing Genghis Khan, great escape, Genghis Khan, great escape, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan. Now, as I put the tallies down to keep track, (laughs) but signing off now, that'll do for this episode of History Explains It All. And we hope to see you next week as we trek through history to one, two, three, explain it all. (laughs) Sometimes we get it, most of the time we don't. So enthusiastic. (laughs) But we'll see you next week and we hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye.